Hello and welcome to Talking Townswomen. For those of you who don't know about Townswomen's Guild, we're a female membership organisation with groups known as guilds across the United Kingdom. Townswomen's Guild was established in 1929 out of the suffragist movement, the ladies who fought to change the world for a better life for women without using violence. So we proudly still keep up the fight and campaign to improve the lives of women. Welcome to episode 11 of Talking Townswomen. I'm Penny Ryan, the chair of TG, and today I'm joined by Beryl. Hello. Marilyn. Hi, everyone. Chris. Hello. And Helena. Good morning. Good morning, ladies. We will be joined a little later by Sarah. Um, but she's tied up on Whiteboard Wednesday. More about that later. Helena, would you like to just introduce yourself a little more? Yes, yeah, so I'm Helena. Um, I work for Nexus Creative and we support TG with their marketing. Beryl? Hello, I'm one of the National Vice Chairs and I'm the person who keeps bombarding you with things to do on the internet. Marilyn? Hi, I'm Marilyn Lawton. I'm the National Treasurer. National treasure, really. And Chris. Hello, I'm Chris Hyatt from Gloucestershire, and I'm the Federation Chairman and also the Secretary of Pitville Townsmen's Guild. Grand. Thank you. In today's episode, we're going to look back at our first year of podcasting. We began Talking Townswomen in person, recording face to face around the boardroom table at TGHQ. Remember when we could see each other properly, ladies? Yes, it was good. It was a while ago now, wasn't it? It was. As the world rapidly changed with the outbreak of coronavirus, uh, we, in typical TG fashion, also had to change, and we moved to online digital recordings. The show must go on as they say. So we're really proud to have been able to bring you Talking Townswomen throughout the year. We thought we'd go back to some of our conversations and see what our, whether our promises to ourselves have been kept, how our plans for the year have had to adapt, and most importantly, how we've kept the spirit of TG alive throughout what has been an incredibly testing time for all of us and all of you as well. Well, Beryl, I remember in one we did at the beginning of the year, you were talking about your stone carving and the need to do something with the large lump of stone in your garage. Has has that progressed at all? Yes, it has, but not very much because I decided that It was very hard to get plants for the summer season 
and I really needed to make an effort with garden and then I decided the fence looked shabby so I had to paint the fence and then the wooden planters looked shabby so I had to paint those and by the time I'd done all that I've only chipped away a very small amount but it is a green man that I'm doing his face and hopefully it'll be ready for next summer. Mm, that's good. You've had you've been pretty busy with a lot of other things as well, haven't you? Yes, we've been doing a tremendous amount on Zoom. Uh, Sarah and myself didn't know what to do at the start, and we spent quite a long time finding out what we could do, uh, which is why she started the thing you referred to, Whiteboard Wednesday, to share what we knew with other people. And we've now made sure that there is an activity online every day of the week that members can join in through our website. That's grand. And I know you, Chris, have taken advantage of the Zoom quite a bit. You you mentioned in a previous podcast um, that you were thinking about setting up a gardening club for your guild next year. Yes. yes. Well... It hasn't actually happened, but what has happened is we've got a new member on the committee who's very keen, and she started a course at a local horticultural college. Quite expensive. Anyway, she went for the first meeting, and she was quite distressed to find there was no social distancing. And uh, she complained and uh, asked for her money back, which they wouldn't give her. And so they've agreed to defer it for a year. So she's going to go again next year. But, you know, if you don't feel safe, there's no point, is there? I mean, and and going against government guidelines. Anyway, on top of all of that, what I've been doing is a lot of gardening, the same as everybody else. And so I've been taking pictures in the garden of the flowers and then turning into a montage and sending it out to our members. So even if their garden or their window box isn't quite the same, they can see what a garden looks like. And I believe that once we get back to meeting each other, the gardening club is really going to take off because we can visit gardens and, you know, it's going to be great. It's a shame you live so far away because I'd like to call on the help of a gardening club to come and tackle my... (laughs) I'll add myself to that list, Penny. (laughs) Could I also add that Chris has become very adept at using Zoom and she came to our bonfire evening and showed us a video that she had made. Well, she hadn't. She was doing the action, but her poor husband had been standing outside the kitchen window to record her inside doing some cookery. And she shared this with us at the evening and to say that Chris hadn't used Zoom before the start of this year, it was absolutely tremendous. It really was. It shows how our members have really grasped this technology and run with it. Yeah. yeah. Good on you, Chris. It sounds great. My it was. I have to say that I didn't know what I was doing in order to upload it, and I ended up sending it to my daughter, who laughed and laughed and laughed because apparently I'd done these cupcakes and I said, oh, I haven't got enough for the last one. That's that person laughed and miss out. She said, why didn't you edit it? And I said, why did I do that? It was a weird hurry. <laughs> 
that um, you looked so professional in that video with your chest. Well, I think it's one step too far knowing how to edit a Zoom meeting or a a movie. (laughs) You know, you wouldn't sort of, unless you, perhaps they should do that on Whiteboard Wednesday, Beryl, you know, tell you how to edit a, um, a video that you've taken on your phone or your iPad. Well, I tell I tell you, we're, we're all learning new tasks at the moment, aren't we? Um, and yeah. Kelly Jones from the office is becoming an expert at editing videos as well. I'll tell you more about that a little later. Marilyn, though, you you've got family in Australia. How is this? Have you been keeping in touch with them over the year? Well, we we do what's called WhatsApp on our phone. I don't know whether any of you use that. We use WhatsApp on our phones every day just to message each other, just so that we know we're... You just need to know that they're okay and they need to know we're okay. So we get a message every day um, on that. But we also do um, FaceTime on the iPad as well, usually on a Sunday morning when it's... Obviously, when it's morning here, at the moment, they are nine hours in front of us. Um, in the summer, they're, until we put in the clocks forward and back, because when we put our clocks back, they put theirs forward. So it means that now it's nine hours in front, but in the summer, it was 11 hours in front. So you've always got to bear that in mind when you're wanting to do a FaceTime. So um, we do that usually on a Sunday morning, and it's so lovely to see to see them. We've also done a, a Zoom quiz with them as well. Um, you know, which was very successful when we couldn't get out when it was the first lockdown, which was very good. In fact, the quiz that Beryl does on a Tuesday afternoon on Zoom, um, I I did ask for some of the questions, some of the answers, and especially the picture round, which Mm. it's amazing. I don't know how she does it, but some of the pictures you think, you just don't recognise places. Like we were talking about this next week that's going to be on talking about pictures of towers. Now, the, I've suggested one, which I don't think anybody would get because you'd have to live where I live to know about it. But um, I, I just think it's great just to keep in touch on Zoom even or even WhatsApp or texting. My friend lives near me. I can't see her, but we do text each other. We phone each other. And that's what, you know, I think it's just been a, a great advantage that we've had. It just reminds me, I don't know whether any of you have got a brother that used to have the Eagle comic, and it used to be showing you. I mean, my, my brother used to have this comic called the Eagle, and they used to be showing you screens, as we know them now, a screen with a, with someone talking. So two people could talk on a screen and who knew that 50 years ago or 60 years ago? We just didn't know about it. But I just think it's been great that we've been able to embrace doing things online. And, of course, seeing my family, can't see them in person, but we can see we can see each other, which is brilliant. I love it. I really do. And the the phones have definitely been a godsend for members to, especially those that haven't got any form of internet access. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I know that many guilds have set up telephone trees and talking to one another. Some one or two of them have been a little bit slow in getting that off the ground, but um, we know none of us knew what we were facing when we started this, did we? Right. Um, I think all of us had hoped that it would be over by Easter originally. <laughs> I think I think it's good as well how Townsend's Guild, particularly Beryl and Sarah, have embraced all this and developed the online presence of Townsend's Guild. Uh, I just think it's it's great that they've done that, and I really do appreciate it. Um, on Sunday. I was in a knit and natter. Now I don't knit much. I've still, I've still only uh, put the you know cast on. I've still not done any knitting, Penny. But Penny hosts that, and I just go for the natter, not the knit, the natter, <laughs> which is great. You know, Sunday afternoon, you see people, and and I just think it's wonderful. I really do like it. It's it's good to see you there um, and waving the needle with the cast-on stitches just to demonstrate that you are meaning oh, no. which is good. But as with all of these things, most of the groups start small um, and the, the, the first Zoom quiz was relatively small, wasn't it, Beryl? But now you tell me you've got well over 100 people. I think people. we've had five or six. Yeah, yeah. we have. 105 on the list now. That's great. Good. Not um, everybody comes every week because it's a case of they have other things to do, but it is there if they want to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. And it's th that's uh, the fact that something is there, that if if things, if you're really feeling fed up, you can, you can go and do something, TG. Even if you go on without the video or um, mute yourself at first so that nobody knows you're present uh, as one of our staff did uh, for a session but it's really good to know that you are in touch with other people. Now we're lucky enough to be joined by Sarah in between um, Whiteboard Wednesday which she's just been recording oh, oh sorry, carrying, taking part in, and Ladies That Lunch. So, Sarah, before you disappear again, tell us, at the beginning of the year, you talked about moving house. Did you get your goats and chickens? Um, due to the pandemic, um, we have moved, but we've moved because the house has gone, so we've moved into a very large static caravan on a lake, um, and we're going to look to buy next year because everything is so, so busy at the moment um, with TG. And the TG ladies are really coming board with everything. I don't think we're going to try edit editing this year, but we might try it next year, Marilyn. <coughs> Great. <laughs> I have to say, I was singing your praises today because of what you did on the silent bonfire. It was absolutely phenomenal. We had 10 ladies join us this morning. We're getting more people for family history. 
we have the Readers Group, the Writers Group, Knit and Natter. From Buntingford and beyond, we've got a new uh, TIG group starting. That'll be the first Thursday of every month at 7.30, starting December, and that will be with Janice. Oh, what are they called, Sarah? Tiggers. Tiggers. Capitals, <laughs> and then G-E-R-S. So it, it's Townswoman's Internet meets Townswoman. So we have got an awful lot of things um, happening, but it is very, very busy. But I am just so pleased that everybody is, is taking it on board and they're all joining us. And we have more joining us every day, which I think is phenomenal. And don't forget, we have Saturday Tea Time Teasers now, which is um, just games to play on a Saturday evening. And Penny will show you that she won a prize. <laughs> because all game shows have a prize. So I've made a cup which is sent to you by email as a flat pack. And you have to construct it yourself. Brilliant. I love that. And Penny was the first winner. So that, that's this Saturday. We're going to be doing that at 5.15. Helena. Yes. I haven't asked you about your year yet. You were going to read lots of books. Did that happen? It did. Um, in fact, I actually took a couple of recommendations from our podcasts, actually, and um I think it was Chris and Steph. You both recommended um, The Giver of Stars, J.O. Moy. So I read that. That's the one I've recently read. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Um, and my mum recommended it to me. There was a lot of people that said, oh, you must read this. Um, really enjoyed it. Very different to her normal style of book. Um, I got really stuck into that. Um, I've got them on my desk because I thought, oh, I'm going to forget which ones I've read. Um, normally, I'm a Kindle reader, but I've gone back to actual books and um yeah I'm kind of converted back again now um which I didn't think would happen for me I thought I would stick with my kindle but actually I quite enjoy having the physical book again there's something about I mean I'd say there's something about packing a book to go on holiday but unfortunately obviously everything this year was cancelled but I was still able to read through them and I read a couple that as um Steph pointed out in the um, podcast that we did all about um things that we wanted to um, read this year, quite chick litty type things. But this one in particular, I mean, it's backwards for you. Um, but The Secret Seaside Escape, I, I felt like I was on holiday when I read it. I'd really recommend it. It was one of those where you you just get so lost in it. Um, really lovely story, um, really well written. And it, it did feel like you could have, if you'd have just sat there and thought about it, you could have just been on a nice Mm. English seaside break at the time um I'd really recommend that one there's a couple of others it was um I think it was one of last year's um bestsellers um but that was recommended to me by my mum I think um my mother-in-law one of the two um and then the other one I read which is very typical of me is Rachel's Pudding Pantry <laughs> which oh, sums, yeah. up, sums up my life <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed that one as well. Um, I read that in the first lockdown. Um, and that one, I, I'd recommend that to anybody. Um, but yes, I have. I've got stuck in and I have definitely found my love for reading again. So I was, I think because we've had so much more time um, and, you know, it's been a way to relax and switch off a little bit from all of the things that are going on around us. Yeah. 
yeah. yeah. And I think we've been using more, more of us have been using more technology all the time. So mm-hmm. a is, in a way, a, a, something completely different. If you like um, the foodie-type books, I would recommend... Oh, I know one, uh, Jenny Colgan has written a number um, about seaside cafes mm. at different times. And there's another one, I think her name's Polly something, who writes about living in a lighthouse with a bakery, um, or rather having a bakery and, and living in a lighthouse. I'm sorry, I can't remember. And I, it's one of the books that I managed to pass on to somebody. I tried... Um, during lockdown, putting books out on my wall uh, so that people passing by could help themselves when they were finished with. And and quite a few went, but then quite a few didn't. So they're lined up ready for the TG meeting when we get back to normal. There'll be plenty of new stock for the book table. Beryl? Um, We've been doing a... We've started a reading group once a month, but... Unlike other reading groups, because all of us belong to other ones, we've gone for this reading challenge. Mm. And um, the first one we did was read a book that a friend recommends. And it's got things like read a book with blue on the cover. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Read a book set in Ohio. Read a borrowed book. So... Because we all read a lot, we thought this would be quite a fun one to have a go at. Mm. Um, And um, as I said, we do that once a month on a Thursday. And you said about books. One of the things that um, a group of my friends and myself do each summer is book swapping. So we leave books on buses, in cafes, on park benches. Anywhere that somebody might find a book, we leave it there with a sticker in saying, this is for you to read, please pass it on. And it's rather a nice activity to do. We make TG book plates um, uh, before we uh, just stick inside the books before we send them off to uh, charity shops or TG bookmarks going in, but not, not the really long ones that, something that's small and you find you open the book it's it's really quite a good way of promoting well you see this is where I'm torn because I do this with our local art activity so I I, you know I put our local art activity thing in and I think should I put a TG bookmark in that nobody knows and I'm torn with my loyalties in that one so perhaps I should just put a book TG bookmark in the back yeah why not? Subversive advertising, I think that's I called, think it isn't is. it? So short of, of reading, my target at the beginning of the year was to develop more stamina. I don't actually think I've done that. I've spent so much of the year sitting on my backside in front of the computer. Um, I realised uh, that the only time I tend to get out is to the post box or to Sainsbury's. My garden has been totally neglected, except for the point where the ivy was climbing over the windows and climbing in the windows, so it got cut back. But that's about all I've done this year. I'm lucky because it's a very forgiving garden, and from my window here, I still have a fuchsia in full bloom, 
that I can see. But the people who've enjoyed my garden most, or not the people, it's the cats next door. Um, they got two little kittens uh, in the first lockdown, and these kittens have been getting bolder and bolder. The only problem is that they scale the fence, jump down onto what I call the coal bunker, is actually a storage box, with a huge thud, and the thud gets louder as they get bigger, and then they go chasing one another wildly round the garden. Um, they they love hiding in the bushes, they love climbing the trees, but the downside is... I've lost my birds. Mm. Uh, I used to be able to watch um, goldfinches. I think they're goldfinches. Um, and parakeets and uh, blackbirds and ordinary birds. But uh, since the cats have come, I've not seen any birds at all, which is probably a good thing from their point of view. But um, it, it it just changes, doesn't yeah. it? Well, I was the same as you, Penny, in that I was deeply unfit. And so I did a lot of walking and a lot of gardening. But also I decided I needed to do some more. So I have joined a dance exercise class every Friday, um, which has now had to go into Zoom. So I have the laptop on the dining table and I'm at the other end of the room. So the dance teacher can see if I'm doing the moves correctly. And as I said, things happen to me. I'm just one of these people. I got this email yesterday saying we're having a a Christmas show of all the dancers I teach. Would this group like to join in? So I'm now taking part in a dance show just before Christmas, but I'm not going to release any footage of it because I'm really not very good. <laughs> That's a great shame. Marilyn, you were going to say something. Yeah, now we've we've got a, a lack of birds. We seem to someone else has said this to me. Had I seen many birds? Now I've got a bird feeder system in my garden. And there has been a distinct lack of birds this year. I don't know why, but there are a lot of magpies living around here where I live. And I think it's that. We also have seagulls, and I think it, it's that that the little birds that would normally be, you know, feeding on the feeder, are, are, are frightened, frightened to come along, because they're like huge, yeah. the blooming magpies. But anyway, mm -hmm. that's just a, an, an aside part when we're talking about birds. Well, I think it, it, that takes us quite neatly, in a way, onto the environment and uh, the campaign we've just launched, isn't it? We'll we'll have another podcast entirely about that, but. Um, there have been quite a few things in recent days about um, changes for the environment and I know this isn't for the review of the year but it shows that uh, things can happen even when we're preoccupied with Covid and also, dare I say it, with Brexit. When we started, one of our first editions was all about Christmas mm. Um, and uh, how we'd celebrate Christmas in 2019. Does anybody know what they're going to do this Christmas? I mean, as we're recording, I should say for the viewers or listeners, um, <laughs> it's still second lockdown. We haven't reached 2nd of December yet. 
So we don't know what's coming up. By the time you listen to this, you might have a better idea. Um, or you might still be not knowing what's happening tomorrow. What What are your plans at the moment for well, Christmas? Well, I am planning to be exactly the same as it would be normally, really. And if it doesn't happen, it you know, I can make alternative arrangements. Um, it would be nice to see our families. And we hope that by having this lockdown now that we will get Christmas. Um, but we're just joining in really with local activities. In where I live, we've got an advent calendar that we're doing. So we've got uh, 24 houses that are doing windows. So, uh, so that's one way. And, you know, the children can come and see what we've done. So that's okay. And I've also made an arrangement for treats to issue on Christmas Eve. So that's something we can do. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, I think, you know, you just got to carry on as if it was going to be normal. And then if it doesn't happen, well, it'll have to be in January, February or March, won't it? I like that positive outlook on it, Chris. Definitely. In the newspaper this morning, it's saying, I don't know how they get all these all this information but what it's saying is the government are discussing having like a three-day window because they aren't just going to have this lockdown they're going to do all these tears afterwards aren't they but the, yeah. anyway it's what it's saying is that they're discussing having a three-day window where uh, families can get together a maximum of 10 people can get together to celebrate christmas together so i'm keeping my fingers crossed that that's what's going to happen. We don't, we won't know yet, but it's just a, a little teaser along the way that it, that's where it's going to happen. So I'm hoping so. Well, I know Sarah, you've been a little less less optimistic because you've met up with family to exchange Christmas presents already, haven't you? Yes, uh, we did <laughs> because my uh, my family's in Devon and I'm in Birmingham, and we did it just before this lockdown because we, d we don't know what's going to happen um yeah. and as for christmas this year john and i have been really looking forward to having a christmas on our own <laughs> we didn't think it would be like this um it's, <laughs> it's, it's a bit flat but do you know what we'll, we will make the best of it because none mm. of us know what's going to happen um no. I was listening to the news this morning with, with this uh, three-day pass um, mm. and the shops are selling out of turkeys and Christmas puddings and people are starting to store again. Just sad. <laughs> um, sorry. Now, because we are actually Zooming as we're recording, Beryl has forgotten that you at home cannot see what she has just this what she's produced is a is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer but it's not your usual Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer it appears to be um, an upside down planting pot um, with Google eyes a pom-pom nose and Heaven only knows what the antlers are coming out of the top. Cleaners. 
but it's excellent improvisation, which is just what we expect from Beryl. Um, <laughs> we are doing, um, in the summer, because our we couldn't run our normal arts week, we had art in windows. People put their artwork in their front windows. And it went down so well that we did a Halloween trail and people decorated windows and gardens for Halloween. And so we've decided to do a Christmas trail. So these Rudolphs are going to be hanging in the garden. And so we're decorating gardens and windows and I'm going to be getting the fairy lights out and all the tacky things for Christmas and not having Christmas indoors, but having Christmas outdoors. And I'm really looking forward to doing that because, you know me, I do love playing. <laughs> that sounds excellent. Sarah, yes? Can I just say, I have learnt never to be surprised by what Beryl does. <laughs> we are doing something in January. I'm not going to say what it is. I received the details on it and um, it it's totally off the wall but it's going to be absolutely <laughs> brilliant you will be you'll, you'll just be laughing you can tell them what through. it is sarah you can say what it is you sure yeah we're doing a pantomime in january and oh, oh no you have to read this i don't know where beryl gets her ideas from it, it's like a cross between Alice in Wonderland and Dr. Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, well I think that's something to look forward to for the new mm. year. Um, what, what I'm hoping to do is to hold a Christmas party on Zoom on Christmas Day after we've heard from the Queen, so 3.15, um, and it will be open to anybody, don't have to be uh, a TGA or townswoman, I should say, uh, to take part. Um, you, you just have to want some company on Christmas afternoon. Um, I will be asking people to come up with their worst jokes that they've ever ever found. We'll have a have a competition for the worst jokes. Um, we have a few readings. If if anybody's got any ideas of what to do, I'd love to share out some Christmas cake, but I think that might be difficult getting that down the uh, the tube. <laughs> but uh, we 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 have a little session of jollity on Christmas afternoon for those of us that don't have family around and and you know i can't be with my daughter this year because the, the school doesn't break up until a few days before christmas and she's very adamant that um she should self-isolate from me at least um for seven days after term end so i won't see her at christmas itself we'll get together at a different time but before we get to Christmas, the other thing that we can do is join in our virtual carol service. This was something that came up when we realised that the cathedrals wouldn't let us have a real carol service. Bristol, when they cancelled, said, would you like to try and record something to go out online? 
and we snapped at their hands for that. So we've put together uh, something that is a bit strange, but is really a TG carol service. Um, we recorded the readings last month in October, which in itself was an extremely strange thing to be doing. We have a nativity scene, courtesy of Noel Guild Craft Group. Uh, we have readers from uh, past trustees and members across the Bristol area. We have a very special message from Her Royal Highness, um, which is towards the end. And we have a canon of the cathedral giving an address. And it all gets started by the Lord Mayor of Bristol, who turned up fully outfitted to welcome us to the city. So this is something that is genuinely TG Christmassy. I'm only thing I'm crossing my fingers for at the moment is the music, and it won't be the same music um, that we have come to expect from TG Carol Services. It will be different, but we hope you'll enjoy it. The problem, as you may not know, is that choirs are not allowed to sing together except in certain very strict circumstances. So we, we've got some amazing performances. Um, may not be quite what you're used to. They may not seem to flow quite as well as we do normally, but we've Kelly and um, Bristol Cathedral have been working closely to put this together. It goes live on Friday, uh, Thursday, the 4th of December at two o'clock, but it will be available for you to watch at your convenience for, for the rest of December, we believe. Um, there will be a web page on the TG website with a link on the home page that will appear when the order of service is ready. And you can download the order of service. You can also then go back to that same page to find the link just before two o'clock on the 4th of December. So it's, it's all very easy to access. It won't be in the members area. So if you're not a member, just go to our website, the-tg.com, and you'll be able to link in and join us. Is there a, char is there a charge for it, Penny? No. This is, this is something that um, we are doing without charge to anybody because it's part of trying to normalise Christmas in this these dreadful circumstances. So, you know, do do feel free to join in, even if you wouldn't normally come to a TG Carol service. It's it's something that will be there 
um, and and will be special. That's great. Well, it's a huge move forward for TG. I mean, at the start of the year, nobody could have imagined that we'd be doing something as technological as this. No, exactly, exactly. But that's what we're doing Christmas-wise. Oh, and the other thing is, Beryl, tell them about what's happening on, is it the 10th of December? On the 10th of December, we're having Christmas songs and carols. Um, and that's going to be at 7 o'clock. And it's a case of people need to email me if they want to join in. And that's beryl.tg at outlook.com. Thank you. Yeah. It is. And we're, it, we're, it's cheerful. We're not going to have any anything maudlin. It's going to be upbeat and cheerful. And so you can come along. We've found karaoke versions of carols and Christmas songs. So the words appear on screen. Everybody mutes themselves and has a jolly good sing. And I'm very... Is that just for TG members? No, no, no. It's open to anybody who'd like to come along. We have um, the people who produce our magazine for us at Think. Uh, two of them are coming along. They said they haven't got any other Christmas things going along. So could they come? And I said, of course you can. And it's open to anybody who wants just to have a bit of a sing. And we've got a few people telling just short things about Christmas in between. So it should be a, a fun evening. That sounds like good fun. And I should say... For the Christmas party with me, please email me at chairman at the-tg.com and I will send you a link so you can join us. Right. Well, that seems to be Christmas out of the way. Let's go back to reviewing the year, if we've got time. Um, what were your highlights this year? Marilyn. What was the best thing that's happened this year? I think the best thing for me has been the connection with Zoom and online things. I mean, I, my husband, I live with my husband, obviously, but you're on your own, Penny. Beryl is. You just want to get out. When you've got your husband here, I'm sure you're not <laughs> saying that you need to escape for a while. And to me, these online meetings are my escape. That's what I've that's that's been the highlight of my year, definitely. I mean, about, and you've probably had more conversations, haven't you, with people that you wouldn't necessarily have normally had, which I think is really nice. Yes, that's true. I mean, uh, Chris, we see each other on uh, the quiz on a Tuesday afternoon. We always wave to each other. Um, <laughs> one of that one of the members of my federation, she's on that does the quiz as well, so we wave to her. I mean, I wouldn't see her at all, would I? I wouldn't see Chris. I wouldn't see anybody apart from my husband, John, who's downstairs making the lunch, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but he does, you know, he thinks great. He, he's watching the sport downstairs on an evening or an afternoon. And and I, I just join him with the Zoom meetings and I just think it's brilliant. Absolutely. Keep doing it, Beryl. You're doing a great job. And Sarah was there as well. I uh, That's my highlight. I love doing it. I have met people I would never have met before. There is a lady who comes to our reading group who has only just joined TG because she saw what we were doing and thought it sounded fun. 
she lives 30 miles from her nearest guild, so she'd never be able to get there normally. And I would never have normally met her because she lives right in the north of Scotland. And it's lovely. The fact that I'm meeting these people and sharing everything I get out of TG with them. And that really has been the highlight of my year. Chris, what about you? Well, I've had quite a busy year in a way. It's been a milestones year, big birthdays, anniversaries, that sort of thing. And the Guild has been particularly supportive of that. Also had to have an operation and they've been wonderful, absolutely. Um, because, you know, and also I've been isolating where well, you have to if you're going to have an operation. Um, but, you know, it's been quite a trying time because I was going to have had it in April and then six months went by before I could have it again. And I think it was only my begging letter that managed to get it done in the end. But I have to say that, you know, meeting people on Zoom, the mm. quiz every week, it seems to come around like five minutes, has been fantastic. You've done a wonderful job, Beryl. Thank We've you. really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Well, I don't think there's been anything better, really. Um uh, but, you know, we've the garden has been spectacular. I've spent a lot of time on the garden and it's really improved and next year's going to be even better. But uh, it is nice to really... See, and I've spoken to so many people. I mean, we had a bit of an issue, actually, because we had a, a committee meeting on the TIG website and, unfortunately, something had gone slightly wrong and there were two other meetings on the same night at the same time. So we ended up meeting other people. But the good thing was that I knew these people from the other things I joined, the, you know, the whiteboard and everything. So I'm going, oh, hello, what are you doing here then in this meeting? So it was quite good. Everybody sort of worked it out. And um, one group, apparently, they were supposed to be there at half past six and not half past seven, and they agreed to back out. And one of the other girls who was going to an internet one, I've invited her to our guild meeting. I said, well, why don't you join us? It's online. You might as well. We're sorry you couldn't join the committee meeting. So we've met all kinds of different people. I met Marilyn, you know, and um, uh, from Rotherham. So that's been interesting. And the other, my daughter, she lives in Manchester. So um, the other group were from Salford. So you meet people all over the place. And it, it's really lovely. Everybody's got the same philosophy, though. They all want to get on. And they all have got something to say. So it's been great. Well, one of my highlights has been the the results of the newsletter that we started sending out. Um, I certainly didn't think that we'd be doing more than three episodes of, of that when we started. But I've had such lovely feedback, people sending me memories um of of when they were younger or things that trigger them uh we've been able to promote some of our campaigns some people have got quite angry about our black lives matter campaign because they didn't quite understand uh where we were coming from but in a way even that's been a bit of a success because it's made people think um, and it, it, it is really nice to have had positive feedback from that as well as some negative feedback. Uh, now I get little letters. I had a poem through today 
uh, for a future newsletter. I get letters about other things, um, like please record the death of member so-and-so. And please note, I do like your newsletter. So it, it gives you a little bit of a boost all the time. Uh, there, there is one thing I did this year, which Rhiannon is regretting. In something I wrote for the magazine, I mentioned the B. Row cookery book. And <laughs> Rhiannon has had a flood of emails from people um, trying to compete to have the earliest printed copy of the B. Row cookery book. And I said to her, you must be cursing me, Rhiannon, for ever having written it. But it does show that our members have been reading the magazine and are responding to it. Yeah. 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 Somebody, somebody yesterday was telling me last year she had had um, problems with a couple of members who had decided that they could reduce their subscription by refusing the magazine. Now, she tells me she put them right, uh, but she had a secret chuckle the other day when she was speaking to one of them on the phone and they were saying, did you see such and such an article? I thought it was really interesting. So, so and so and so and so. And she said, and it, I, I had to... Um, Bite my tongue. Okay. Well, it's a good thing you kept having the magazine then, isn't it? But it, it's lovely. Um, we've, we've, I think we've worked really well as a board to try and keep things going as much as we can. It's not going to be enough for everybody, and we fully accept yeah. that. But we will be meeting again. We will. And I hope with the vaccines promised that it might be sooner rather than later. Now, I think we might have been rambling on for quite long enough here. We'll have people turning off if we're not careful. <laughs> Just go round very quickly and one aspiration from each of you for 2021. Let's start at the bottom with Marilyn. Yeah, I'm just hoping that we're gonna we're gonna get back together at our guild meetings and also as a trustee visiting my guilds that are in my area. Um, each trustee has a, a a patch, and they are responsible. They are the contact for the guilds in that patch. So I'm just hoping that very very soon we can get back to visiting our our guilds and federations and our guild meetings as well. That's what I'm keeping my fingers crossed that that's what can happen. Mm -hmm. Chris, how about you? I agree entirely with Marilyn. We just want to get back to normal. Mm -hmm. Helena? Mine's going to be a little bit more selfish, probably sounding, but I want to get out of the country. <laughs> I, just, I, I should have been boarding. I should have been boarding a plane to Barbados this morning. Aww. So, um, and whilst your company is wonderful this morning, I would quite like yeah. to be on an aeroplane. Um, so, yeah, I think um, it's it's what we work hard to do, mm -hmm. and that's what we really enjoy doing. And we've had a really tricky year um as a family so it would be really lovely to finally you know be able to have that big breath of 
different fresh air um, and get into the sunshine and just hope that people can get back to having that escapism that they need. And I think it's something that we, whilst it's wonderful that, you know, we're, we're all keeping healthy and, um, you know, it's safe in our own homes at the moment. I think we all just need a break as well. And that is something that I would like to see come sooner rather than later. Definitely. Beryl? Well, I'd like to see us getting back together to join with guilds, yes. But I'd like to see the internet still providing that good alternative for people who can't get to meetings. And um, as I said, people like Bonnie I met in Scotland who could never get to a meeting, that we can still have her as a member, but also to encourage students to come and join us with the TSGs as well, so that the family, TSG family, gets bigger. That's what I'd like to see next year. And I'd like to reflect all of that. I feel that I have a three-year term as chair, and I was expecting to get around the country and meet people. I was expecting to have physical events like the AGM um, and they've slipped away at the moment so I'm hoping that the rest of my period as chair will be a conventional yeah. one. Thank you everybody today. Um, that's all we've got time for. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode we hope that you're all keeping well and continue to look after one another throughout the festive season. We'll be back in the new year, but until then, uh, if you haven't already done so, there are 10 other episodes to listen to. Um, listen back over a cup of tea. So when you need a fix of ladies just having a good old natter, remember our podcast. You could also listen to us with mulled wine, I suppose. <laughs> um, it doesn't have to be tea or coffee, something even stronger. Uh, we'd encourage you to leave a review of our podcast via your podcast provider. And we're looking for the five-star rating. But at the same time, if you give us a five-star rating and want to drop us a line to tell us how we can improve or tell us what you'd like to do to take part, what you'd like to listen to us talking about, then use one of our normal email channels. So the, the easiest one is contact at the tg, uh, sorry, the hyphen tg.com or write to us and tell us what you think. Good old-fashioned paper and pen still works. And we really do want to hear from you about anything, to be honest. As always, if you'd like to find out more about TG, visit our website, www.the-tg.com. Visit our Facebook page, um, we have two. We have our normal Facebook page, Towns Women's Guilds, and we have a Talking Towns Women podcast page. Until next time, thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Talking Towns Women. So it's goodbye from me, and goodbye from the rest of today's guests. Bye. Bye.
Merry Christmas. Bye bye.